At WakeMed MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org. Sam Howell showed up, showed out, showed off. Monday night football. Looked like the offense fit him pretty darn well. Yeah. Looked like Eric Bieniemy had a good feel for what his skill set is. Actually, the only mistake, the only thing, right? Could anything have gone better for Sam Howell? The only thing that I think was uh, maybe uh, mishandled is I think he played too long. I think we saw enough much earlier than halftime. Right, we, I've seen enough. We're done. Right, it's it's the moment in the the audition where the casting director is like, "No, I don't think we need to see the end of the scene. You got the part." I don't think it needed a full half of action. Fifteen opening play drive stalls on the three yard line. You get a field goal. That's kind of plenty for me. It's like, all right, we saw it. There's some things to work on, but we're good. You you you've you've done what you needed to do. Sam Howe also ran twice on that drive, so I would have seen that and been like, hey, guess what, buddy? <laughs> you could stop that. <laughs> let's, re- let's relax on that, right? Terry McLaurin got hurt on the second drive, which means, you know, a little turf toe action. I can go back in, in 2020 hindsight, say all the starters should have been out after the first drive. Uh, why why was, was McLaurin in there risking things? But if you're going to play him, if they decided – it was going to be a half. They needed to see a half. They wanted to beat the Ravens. They wanted Josh Harris to, to get a win in his first uh, home game, even though it was a preseason game. If, if that was the decision, could not have gone much better, right? You, he looked the way you wanted him to look. 19 to 25, 188 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Did take the two sacks. Don't love that. That's a pretty darn good day. Sam Howell on his own performance in his uh, first game after being named the starter for week one coming up in a few weeks. I thought it was all right. You know, it was, it was, I think the main thing was just a lot of fun um, and it was a good team win. You know, I think we're, we're really starting to become a team um, and there's a lot of good things out there tonight. It was a lot of fun to be a part of. I just think offensively, I think we, we did some good things, put some good drives together. Obviously there's some stuff to clean up, um, some sacks, both, I think, I don't know how many sacks we had, maybe. Two, I think, and they were both my fault. So I got to do a better job with that stuff. Uh, we'll clean it up, but we made some plays. You know, a lot of guys made some plays, and we got a good work out of two-minute drill, um, which was successful for us. There's a lot of good that came out of tonight. If that's all right, I want to see what really good looks like. Remember, this is a half of football. Those stats I gave you were for one half, which means, right, this is the, the basic math that I can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you just take all the stats and multiply them by two, that would be the, the pace for a full game. 376 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. 76% completion percentage? Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. All right. I mean, I'd, I'd settle for that. I, I mean, had a decent two-minute drill there at the end. Yeah. Successful for us. Found my old college buddy, Deami Brown, in the end zone. I mean, yeah, all right. It was just fine. The only thing I you don't want to have a kind of pace out to a full game is you know, you know I don't want Terry McLaurin getting hurt twice. But uh, but everything else, if you just double me up and call it a full game, I'm with it. Ron Rivera on how his quarterback played in that uh, that Monday night preseason game. I thought Sam did exactly what we were hoping him um, expecting him to do. 
Uh, went out, executed, took control of, uh, of the offense, took control of the huddle, did a good job at the line of scrimmage. You know, there are a couple of things I, I know that he does want to have back, but I thought he executed and, and handled the situation, circumstances the way he needed to. All of that is true. Looked the part, acted the part, kind of walked the part, talked the talk, walked the walk, all those sort of things. But do you know what I thought was, was most important? He made the Ravens pay for their mistakes. Right, it, it's maybe one of the more underrated aspects, but it's it's the 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 baseball of it, right? If a pitcher is out there throwing his best stuff, it's going to be hard to get an extra base hit. However, they might make one mistake in at bat, and if if they hang a curve, if they leave something over the plate, you have to take advantage of it because you might not get another opportunity to to see something that you can hit and and put you know the barrel of the bat on. When the Ravens make a mistake, he had to take advantage of it, right? A defensive lineman got, got their uh, their hand on him, and he kind of stumbled back, caught his balance, right, got the ball back under, under complete control, rolled out to his right, right, stayed on his feet, stayed alive, rolled out to his right, completed a nice ball down the sideline. That is the mark of a good quarterback. It's hard to beat a good defense in the NFL, right, especially when they're a good defense playing things the right way. You have to make them pay when they make a mistake. If there's a blown coverage and you don't notice it, that's nothing but a wide receiver running down the middle of the field wide open, right? You have to when, when they blow a coverage, you have to go get that touchdown. You have to make them pay. If they get their hands on you in the pocket and don't bring you down, you have to make them pay, and he did. That's where Sam Howell is, and, and that's where Carolina fans have, have seen it, right? There's There's – the spectacular, right, which are yeah. which are always welcome. And and that's you know, you, you see Patrick Mahomes in the preseason like like flirting with the line to see how spectacular he can get. He's jumping out of bounds and while he's in midair trying to throw it back across his body. Like those plays are great. But I'd much rather just know beyond a shadow of a doubt that the play that is there, the play that the the, the defense opens the door for you on, you're gonna walk through it. And that's not something that the, the, the commanders have had a ton over the last 20 years. Right? There's been a, a – I tell the story. My um my first touch touchdown pass in college, I'll never forget because it actually – I threw it to, to um, a childhood friend of mine, one of my brother's best friends growing up, so it was kind of cool. Um, but it was a completely blown coverage. <laughs> and and I, while I was executing a – like while I was writing out a play-action fake, I heard the whole crowd go <gasps> – like everybody was like, ah, ah, and 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 as soon as I popped up out of my play action, my brain, right? You have those real quick thoughts, like it's a car accident, right? Where you're like flashing. Oh yeah. My brain said, everybody else sees it. You better find it, right? There's, they don't get excited like that in the middle of a play, unless someone's open. And then uh, I eventually found him. He was running a post down the middle of the field, wide open, like he smelled funny, and and I tossed it out to him and and touchdown, right? And and. That is not difficult as a, a quarterback to throw it to the wide open guy down the middle of the field. There is that that moment, right, where it's like a pop fly or something to win the World Series where I'm sure you're like, oh, my gosh, am I going to catch it? Don't drop it. Don't drop it. Like, you don't want to be the guy that misses the wide open wide receiver. But – Yeah, don't airmail that. Exactly. Don't you don't – or short it and give the defense a chance to catch back up. But, like, that is part of it, right? When the guy's wide open, you just got to complete the pass. 
when the defense gets gets their hands on you in the pocket and somehow you stumble back but you don't fall, right, so you're, you're still alive, I mean, you, you save four yards if you throw it out of bounds. But if you go gash them for 20, that's, that's the type of stuff that makes you an above-average starter. And that's what we saw from Sam Howell last night. Right, it was the poise. It was the the, the kind of veteranship, the wily uh, ability to to find the mistake in the defense and take advantage of it. All of that is very very good. And then on top of that, a couple of those throws that again Carolina fans have seen, where it's not a big window, but he's gonna he's gonna fit it in. Right, Bates the 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 uh, tight end caught one. Obviously, Diami in the end zone. There there was a few of them. Gibson. Those are those are the plays that Sam Howell can make because he's physically gifted. It's it's the the mental side that I was more impressed with. The staying calm. We talked about it a little bit with Bryce Young yesterday on the one where he fell down. Right when when you fall down or you get knocked around and you're still able to stay, uh, you know, like like low heart rate in the pocket. That that's the mark of something good to come. We can teach you, meaning the coaches. They can teach you the playbook. They can teach you how to read defenses. They it's very hard to teach someone to stay calm in a panic situation. Sam Howell showed that last night, and uh, with it, you know, the caveat, the the sprinkling of salt over the top that it was the preseason, still got to get excited about what you see there. He looked like an NFL starting quarterback, like legit NFL starter. Not like, oh, maybe this guy can be, no, this guy looked like a legit starter. And do you know what happened to a whole bunch of, uh, all over the country? There were scouts, right, who mm-hmm. after his freshman and sophomore year were telling their boss, like, oh, this guy's going to be a first-rounder, oh, he's good. Then after their his junior year, they went. I don't know. Now they're going. I knew it. Why did I? Why did I go back on what I was saying? I saw it. I knew it. I talked myself out of it. What Told a, you so. What a dunce am I? I I overthought it. He had to run a bunch more his junior year. Why did I let that talk me out of it? Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. We're here with Coach Pete, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Coach, let's hear about your power plan. Well, Coach Pete's power plan, 22 steps to get you on the right direction for retirement. Also, make sure you have a successful, income-filled retirement. Tim, the next 10 people are going to give that away. No cost or obligation. For the power plan, call 800-691-3215. You can also go ahead and text Tim to 600-700. The phone number, 800-691-3215, or text Tim to 600-700. The Panthers have had a, a preseason that's that they've raised some questions, right? The running game has been struggling. The offensive line has come under fire. They lack kind of a number one option on offense. In completely unrelated news, Jonathan Taylor has been given the right to seek a trade by the Colts. Let's let's ask some more hypothetical questions. We uh, love but, those. <laughs> don't, don't doesn't everybody? Uh, this is the drive with Tim Donnelly. By the way, that voice you just heard, Dennis Cox. Uh, do you think Taylor would like to reunite with with the coach that helped him become an All Pro and the NFL's rushing leader in 2021? I mean, why not? Frank Reich played a big part in Jonathan Taylor's career. Do you think he might long for the day when? He could have just said, hey, Jonathan Taylor, we're giving you the ball three times and we're going to get a first down. Got it? Sold. I'm a fantastic play caller, am I not? (laughs) Run right. Okay. Jonathan, which way would you like to write? All right, here we go. Jonathan Taylor right on three, on three. Right drafted Taylor. 
or was the coach when when he was when he was drafted. He was the offensive mind that helped Taylor become the best back in the NFL in 2021. And then Reich was let go by the Colts. And since then, Taylor hasn't been feeling the same love from the Colts. It seems like there's a natural connection there. Especially because Frank is, I mean, t- talking, he's being asked about it. Uh, let's jump to the Frank Reich clip here, here Dennis. They're, uh, he was asked if they're looking for upgrades right now. We are going to hear from coach the guys that are there. I mean, you know, I mean, if, if somebody comes available, if Scott says, hey, this guy or this guy has come available, let's talk about it. You know, I mean, we owe it to the team to, to evaluate every one of those situations. So, uh, but right now we're locked in on the guys we have and feel good about them. There it is. We feel good about our guys, but we're going to look into everybody if they become available. Guess who just became available? Hmm. I have to be honest, right? And and I'm not, if, if you listen to this show, you know I'm not in favor of paying running backs. I'm not traditionally in favor of, of gigantic second contracts for running backs. I would love to give Jonathan Taylor, who is 24 years old, an extension that matches up with the length of Bryce Young's rookie deal. I would love for him to be on the Panthers and say, when Bryce Young's four years of his rookie deal is up, so is your extension. But until then, we can take some of the money we're saving on the quarterback spot and give it to you. I would love that. I would love to give to give Bryce Young a, a security blanket in Jonathan Taylor, which is if you're getting a little overwhelmed, if you're getting a, if you're getting a little rookie jitters, just just give it to Jonathan Taylor a few times while you collect yourself. So have a one-two punch with Taylor and Miles Sanders for a couple seasons. That's where the 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 other shoe drops. Mm-hmm. Timing is everything, right? Timing is everything. Miles Sanders is kind of blocking this from happening, right? I'm I'm fine with paying Jonathan Taylor, as I just mentioned. I, I'm fine with, with paying Miles Sanders kind of middle-of-the-road starting running back money. I'm not fine with both. You, you can't invest that much in the running back position, right? Also, the Colts are reportedly they, – they, they want a first-round pick or a package with the value equivalent of the first-round pick unless they're really looking for – uh, like the sum of the parts, and you're like, well, we'll give you 12 seventh rounders. That's sure, we'll go. Right? With That's that. close. Like unless they're like when they say they'll take a package worth a first rounder, it's willing to be, uh, you know, not the exact same. It's that they're, uh, you know, uh, I'll trade you my first rounder for 400 sevenths, all conditional. Unless they're willing to do something like that, there's there's just no way I can I can look at the Panthers and say you should trade with or part with, I should say. The Panthers just should not part with picks right now because they had to give up so much to move up and get Bryce Young last year. When you go into the what was it this past year they had five, this next year they have six. Mm-hmm. Mm, no, right, and 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 also that includes they traded away Christian McCaffrey for picks, and and you're still below the the one per round in each of the last two years, last year and this upcoming year. So this is one where like the fit. I think actually makes sense, which is which is rare because running backs getting paid doesn't fit in often. I think it would have fit nicely if the timing was right, if he was made available before Miles Sanders uh, signed his deal, or if uh, somehow the, the Panthers acquired a whole bunch of other picks. If, if, if. 
right? It's it's the sitcom trope where there's there's a you know a a guy and a girl that that are always circling each other, but they meet up one time and the guy's in a relationship, and then they meet up a couple years later and this time the girl's in a relationship, and they meet up and it just the timing never adds up. So Jonathan Taylor, I, I mean, I actually think, by the way, the Panthers would be the best fit for Jonathan Taylor also mm-hmm. because Frank Reich already knows how to use him, because uh, they they have enough on the outside to keep people honest, and, and because they might be a couple pieces away from winning a division. A lot of that has to say with how bad their division is, but they might be a, a Jonathan Taylor-sized puzzle piece away from competing. Uh, some of the other teams I'm hearing rumored with them, I'm like, well, you might put up a Pro Bowl season. <laughs> But you, I mean, you won't waste any wear and tear on your body in the playoffs. <laughs> maybe that's well, there's the, that. Maybe there's that's the goal. As a running back, your 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 path to the Hall of Fame is to just be on bad teams that never make it out of the first round because then you're you're, you're saving wear and tear. Like Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders never had to worry about his coach giving him the ball forty times in a conference championship game. Nope. <laughs> Sorry, Barry. That was a ricochet shot. You didn't deserve. Yeah, that. I know. You, you didn't deserve that. He was so fun. I just recently, I you know the the this is a side sidebar, uh, but you know the whole Barry Sanders like you know he just hands the ball off to the ref and jogs off. He doesn't do all the the dancing. Yeah, they asked him if he, who was a better athlete, him or Deion Sanders. It was I think the Rich Eisen show, and uh, and his answer was like, oh you know Deion has the ring, so probably Deion. I'm like, oh you have still you're still just the most humble guy on the yeah. planet. You are Barry Sanders, right? You are one of like ten football players in the history of the game that nobody would fault you for saying you in that answer. Mm-hmm. Right? If you ask most who's who's a better athlete, you or Dion, everyone else would be like, you better say Dion. Barry, you're one of the few that could have been like, no, me. Instead, just went the other way with it. I actually would have would have guessed Jonathan Taylor was kind of that way until recently. Until this whole, like, no, we got to pay running backs and I'm I'm, I'm looking out for me, I'm, I want mine, where's my money? I would have, he kind of seemed like one of those guys who was, super uh like like self depreciating. Yeah. I find this situation with Taylor now that the Colts are saying, "Oh, you can go seek a trade." I find once again I feel like Jim Irsay kind of looks like a stooge in this situation because he said, "We're not trading mm-hmm. him." And he and he's also one of the people that has said openly like, "Well, it's not, our, you know, your value isn't as high anymore." It's- but now you're asking for a first round pick. It's like, well, "Wait a second. You can't have it both ways. Ex- like your foot's in your mouth, dude. Exactly. The the hip it's, it might not be full hypocritical, but there's a hypocritical tinge to yeah. uh we're not going to pay our running back. Gosh, running backs, they're not valuable. We're not giving them big money. Oh, you want to trade for our running back? That'll be a massive price cuz this guy is good. It's yeah. like wait, 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 wait a minute. Is he valuable or is he not? Riddle me that. But Jim Jimmer say, you know, I, I, in his defense, I don't think he puts a lot of thought into each tweet he sends out. I think a, a, is like that a, in his defense though, like a viable defense. <laughs> is that though, when they're like, "Wait, you said that that running backs aren't valuable." I think it's kind of a a viable <laughs> defense to say, "Like, I wasn't thinking when I said that." I don't say. I also uh, listed my top five football players of all time and didn't include Peyton Manning. I don't think before I tweet. I'm Jim Irsay. <laughs> you can't believe what I say. You got to talk to Chris Ballard, my GM. He thinks. I don't think. Golly. Can you imagine if Frank Wright called him up? Hey, Jim. Yeah. 
no hard feelings on the whole, you know, giving me a different quarterback every single year and then firing me because we didn't win enough. Uh, Even though we went to the playoffs four out of five seasons. True. Uh, oh, by the way, the guy that I turned into a superstar for you that uh, that you've been mishandling since the moment I left, mm-hmm. what's the price? <laughs> what's it going to cost me? Jim Irsay is like, well, six signed Tom Petty guitars. What? what? Jim, let me talk to Chris. Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. The Designery grand opening, we're scheduled to open May 16th and do our grand opening party then. We're going to be catering some food. We're doing some giveaways. We have a VR headset, an Echo Show, some kitchen gadgets, and some fancy knives. 12 to 2 p.m. Please stop by our showroom, 3030 Wake Forest Road. That's The Designery at The designery.com. 